Hello, hello, it's back. Formula E is back. Formula E Bite is back. Mexico is back. Two races is back. I'm excited. Is back. Welcome, if you're new. Welcome back, if you are a regular. This is, of course, Formula E Bite, the place to get bite size updates, previews, reviews, developments, etc., etc throughout the Formula E season. This is episode number 13 and we have a double header race weekend looming large on the horizon which means this episode is a race preview. It is good to be back lovely listeners. Monaco, our last EPRI, feels like ages ago now and you'll be pleased to know that I will soon stop going on about Monaco all of the time, eventually. But on to the task at hand. It has been a while since the drivers last raced in Formula E, and now we are halfway through June, summer is heating up, and this championship is heating up as well. We've reached the halfway point in this season with these two races in Puebla in Mexico which will be the 8th and the ninth races of this 15-race season, or at least what is scheduled to be a 15-race season. COVID could affect that, of course. But even if it does, I would expect the season to be around 15 races long. They'll come up with some sort of solution. And right now, the championship is so close. Just one win separates the top eight drivers in the championship standings for the drivers' championship, of course. At the top, Robin Frines with 62 points. Interestingly enough, Frines hasn't won a race this season. And yet he's sitting top of the championship with 62 points, closely followed by Nick DeVries with 57, and then Mitch Evans on 54, the current and defending champion, De Costa on 52. Just behind him sits Sam Bird on 49 points. Bird had an excellent start to the season. 6th place, Stoffel van Dorn, 48 points. 7th is Jean-Éric Verne on 46. And 8th place is René Rast on 39 points. The top three teams in the team's championship are even closer. Just 7 points separates Mercedes at the top with 105 from Jaguar in 2nd with 103. And DS Tichita in 3rd with 98 points. I think we'll look back at this weekend, whatever happens, as a very decisive point in the championship this season. It's a real opportunity for any of the frontrunners to really stake a claim on the title. If you perform well over this weekend, you could start to pull away in the championship in the following races. Now is a good time to either widen the gap between you and your rivals or catch up. It's all very close. A word on Jaguar as well. Two drivers in the top five struggled in Valencia on the permanent racetrack. We're back at a permanent circuit this weekend in Mexico. It had been suggested following Valencia that the car can't really perform as well on a permanent track. Jaguar seemed to disagree, of course. So let's see how they get on. They'll have a point to prove this weekend, that's for sure. Now, Mexico historically for Formula E, we've seen quite a lot of. We've had five E-Pris in Mexico in the past. 
We raced there in 2016, 17, 18, 19 and 20. And now we're having two more races there in 2021. You look at teams that have done well there in the past. Venturi, Edams, Renault, which is now of course Nissan Edams, Mahindra, Porsche, BMW, Andretti, Tachita, Jaguar, Audi, even Neo. We've got a range of teams who have performed there in the past. This is a location that actually all the teams have a lot of experience around, really. And a lot of the drivers who have done well there are still driving in this season. Oliver Turvey got a pole in 2017. Verline got a pole in 2019. Lotterer pole in 2020. Alexander Sims, fastest lap 2020. Verline, fastest lap 2019. Lucas Degrassi has two wins there. He won in 2017, the same year that Jean-Eric Verne finished second and Sam Bird completed the podium. Bird in third, my favourite saying. Sebastian Buemi finished second in 2016. And then the 2019 and 2020 podium. So 2019, Degrassi won, followed by De Costa and Mortara. 2020, Mitch Evans won. De Costa second again. And then Buemi third. So, I, th- you know, it's hard to, to deny that this weekend has the potential, particularly with two races, to throw up some really interesting results, to see some really good racing. The teams have got plenty of experience. We've got experienced drivers in general and experienced drivers specifically on this track, as well as some newcomers. So, I know I've said it, I am excited excited. There is, however, an interesting change to the track this year. At turn eight, the track splits off and the drivers will either follow the track as normal or turn off onto a separate wider track to activate attack mode. So when drivers take attack mode this weekend, instead of having to take a slightly wider line as they usually would, of course, to activate attack mode, as you know, or if you're new, perhaps you don't. The drivers will come off the the main racing line, take a turn slightly wider than they otherwise would, and drive through the activation zones in order to get a speed increase. Instead of that, for these races this weekend, they'll actually be splitting off from the main track and and follow like a almost like an extended exit road, I, I guess. And then swing back around on an inside path to rejoin the main straight. I'm very interested to see what this does in terms of firstly race tactics. When to take attack mode is a key part of the tactics for any EPRI anyway. So I wonder how this new variation will play into teams and drivers thinking in terms of that. And I'm also interested to see how it affects the racing. How having a having a driver leave the main track, pick up a speed increase uh, and take an inside road to rejoin. Be interesting to see how much of an advantage they get there because of course attack mode is an advantage, it's a speed increase. The sacrifice is usually that you've, you've taken a wider turn first and then that's balanced out by the fact you can go faster. But what, what will this, what will this do? This, this is slightly different. Very interesting, very interesting. And actually, having spoken about how there's 
so many experienced drivers and experienced drivers on this track. I wonder if that might level it a bit. This is something new. This is something that's not normally at this circuit. And it's something that's just not normally at any circuit for attack mode. It's the first time we've we've seen it in Formula E. There's a lot to look forward to. And as well, with it being a double header, perhaps what the teams learn from the race, where you would you would hope or imagine they they would learn something about it from the first race. It'll be interesting to see how that then affects their approach to the second race the next day. Lots to consider this weekend, I think. Lots to consider. Now it's time for my favourite part of the show. That is not a jingle or a theme song. That that is a sixty percent chance of being cut out in the edit. It's probably staying in. It's probably staying in, isn't it? And if it does, imagine the things I do cut. <laughs> imagine. Anyway, it's time for the podium prediction. If you would like to send in a prediction, please email show.formulaebyte at gmail.com and I'll read some of them out on the show. Please do get in touch. I love seeing what you guys think is going to happen in the race. You can send in podium predictions, general race predictions, any anything Formula E related, really. Okay, so, as it is a double header weekend, we're back to my bit of a cop-out, say three drivers that I think could get on either of the two podiums across the weekend. Now, I've got a good feeling about Da Costa. He's finding form, he's finished on the podium here before, and as I said in the last episode, I think the title defence is back on. So, Da Costa is my first pick. Then, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking we'll, we'll probably see another driver from the top five on the podium. I want to say Mitch Evans, but part of me thinks something will go wrong again for Jaguar. So, I'm going to pick from outside the top five and say sixth place, Stoffel van Dorn. He could do with a good performance this weekend. And then, thirdly, I'm really torn between all of the German drivers. I've got a feeling it will be one, one of the wonderful German drivers. Either Verlein, Günther, Rast or Lotterer. But I'm going to go with Rast. So, my podium prediction for this weekend is Da Costa, Van Dorn and Rast to be on either of the podium at some point over the weekend. And before you say it, I know I threw a bunch of names in there. I'm not going to take credit for them if one of the others that I was considering ends up on there. It's Da Costa, Van Dorn and Rast for me. Well, that's it for this episode. Just a, just a brief one, catching up with you all again, ready for this weekend. I hope you enjoy the racing this weekend. I'll leave a link in the description for this episode so you can find out how to watch the racing wherever you live. Don't forget to subscribe to Formula E Byte on whatever platform you listen on. Don't forget. And I'll see you next week for the race review episode. Bye!